0: And welcome to this very special episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works post game show. A 1 0 win for Bayern Munich over Tigres in Doha, Qatar. Um, gives Bayern their sixth trophy in 365 days. Uh, it's very weird to call it their sixth trophy in the season for me because especially because it's spanning basically two seasons the 2019-20 and 2020-21 season and unless you really count the end of the Bundesliga season thanks to the coronavirus as the stop and start of one of um of one season and the beginning of another then uh I don't know uh, but regardless, uh, Bayern have won their sixth trophy in their sixth try under Hansi Flick. It was a very close game, and we will get into all of that. Uh, starting lineups today, uh, there were a couple of very notable uh, missing players from this uh, from this roster. The first being Leon Goretzka, who is back home in Munich uh, due to having coronavirus. He is recovering. Reports showed him in training today, so he is doing fine. Uh, then there are two that are a little more uh, touchy. The first one has to be addressed with a lot of sincerity. And a lot of care. Jerome Boateng had to go home. Because his ex-girlfriend model. Cassia Lenhart. Who only recently became his ex-girlfriend. Was found dead in her home in Berlin. And um, thoughts and prayers and condolences. Obviously go out to Lenhart's family. uh, As well as Boateng's family and to Jerome as well. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy that this happened. Thoughts and prayers and condolences out to everyone involved. The second is Thomas Müller, who played a game against Al-Ali and was not present today because he tested positive this morning for coronavirus. Now, it was an initial test positive and it's not multiple tests positive and um it's contentious because despite the fact that he tested positive despite the fact that he had been in contact with a lot of players that he trained with the team right they still played this game they still played this match byron was not asked to stay Away, they did not postpone this game. They did not cancel it in any way, shape, or form. They continued to play it regardless. And uh, I know we're in the uh, the realm of asking whether or not FIFA has ethics and morals when it comes to player safety, but. Um, I, for one, think that this game probably shouldn't have happened, especially if you have a player that is basically the assistant captain of the team, someone who is very involved, who uh, works with a lot of different people. Uh, They all might have been exposed, and they might have exposed Tigres as a result of it, but the game was still played. Um, I don't think that this is necessarily on Bayern. I think it's very much on FIFA. For allowing this game to continue. So, um, with that aside, we're going to get into the game. From a, like, a pure stats standpoint, there's not really much to go on, um, right, in terms of major things that had happened, right? Uh, 18th minute, we had a beautiful rock out of a shot from Yozua Kimik, um, that was called offside for VAR. And I don't know. I, I don't know if it's offside, right? And here's the reason why I bring that up. There was a tweet from Raphael Honigstein that brings up the rule that... Um, that was most likely sighted, right? Because Lewandowski was in an offside position, but he was standing basically to the right of uh, of Guzman, the, uh, the goalkeeper for Tigres. Um, he wasn't really blocking his view. You could see in the camera angle that Guzman had a clear line of sight to the ball. Uh, according to the IFAB's rule for the offside offense, it says uh, a player in an offside position at the moment the ball is played or touched by a teammate is only penalized on becoming an active, involved in active play by interfering with play by playing or touching a ball passed or touched by a teammate, or interfering with an opponent by preventing an opponent from playing or being able to play the ball clearly, obstructing the opponent's line of vision, or or challenging an opponent for the ball, or clearly attempting to play a ball which is close when this action impacts on an opponent, or making an obvious action which clearly impacts on the ability of an opponent to play the ball. Now, if we're talking about the ability of one of the defenders, which were either Diego Reyes or Carlos Salcedo, to play the ball... um. I don't necessarily know if they would have been able to get to it, but as I mentioned before, I don't think Guzman's line of sight was clearly impeded on by Lewandowski standing in an offside position. He was to the right. And more importantly, if you're going to make a uh, claim about challenging an opponent for the ball or attempting to play the ball, Lewandowski jumps out of the way. He, like, jumps out of the way of the shot being hit he doesn't want to touch it he like makes a run kind of like away from the ball and he kind of jumps out of the way of Kimmich's shot um but he was standing in an offside position the referee called it VAR called it right there were a number of yellow cards distributed throughout this game uh, to uh, mostly Tigres. Uh, there were three, one in the 90th minute to Carioca, one to Luis Rodriguez in the 69th minute and one to Jesus Duenas in the 42nd minute. Um, but the most important thing that occurred was in the 59th minute when a long ball played into the center of the box by Robert or to Robert Lewandowski. Uh, found Louis's head. He played it down to Benjamin Pavard, and Pavard uh, took it on the volley as he's apt to do because apparently Benjamin Pavard can only score goals by hitting them off of a volley. Um, he slammed it into the back of the net. 1-0 was the score at that point, and that was the final score. Now, we have to talk about two specific things when involving this goal. Uh one of them is the line that was drawn for offside. Uh it's close. <laughs> it's it's incredibly close. Um and to be perfectly honest, I don't know if you can say that Lewandowski is on side. Like like it's super close. We're talking about like the top like the bottom two studs on Carlos Salcedo's cleat on his heel that are keeping Lewandowski's like leg on side like it's super super close and i don't know exactly if 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 you took another look or you had another officiating crew uh on this one that you would call it onside i think it's super close i don't know if you uh if you if you keep that. But that is not the most contentious part. Um the most contentious part is actually something that I had a long Twitter conversation with um a good Twitter friend of mine, uh, a Hertha Berlin fan, uh Hao Anna, uh she brought up the fact that Lewandowski touched the ball with his hand. Uh, And we went back and forth so much that Phil Bonney got in on it. So shout-out to uh, Anna. Shout-out to Phil. So at at the point when Nahuel Guzman and Robert Lewandowski are jumping for the ball, it looks like Guzman gets ahead on the ball. And he heads it down onto the, like, half-extended arm of Robert Lewandowski. And then the ball trickles to Pavar, and he scores. Now, whether or not, like, it was Guzman's intention to head the ball down onto Lewandowski's arm, right, Phil brings up a point right? Something that I am apt to forget from time to time. Uh, The law, the rule of the handball law states any contact with an attacker's arm directly in the lead up to a goal. The goal should not count regardless of how it gets in contact with somebody's arm. And that's a part of the handball rule I keep forgetting. (laughs) Um, It would have saved a lot of people a lot of time. But yeah, I, I, I mean they're right, right? Like Phil is right, Anna's right. Um, I think if you looked long and hard at that, um, yeah, I mean it's offside. It's it's offside. I or er, sorry, not offside. It's a handball. I mean, it, it's the, if the letter of the law is that the ball cannot touch an attacker's hand in any way, shape, or form in the lead-up to a goal, then that goal should not have counted. It, it should have been called back for a handball. um. But it didn't. And that's not to say that it doesn't matter, right? Because I think to a lot of Tigres fans, if they look at that, they're probably incredibly angry. um. I think to a lot of Bundesliga fans that hate Bayern, they're probably pretty angry, but I don't necessarily believe in the argument that if that goal wasn't allowed, then it would have changed the game. Because, And I say that because just looking at the stats, despite how close of a game this looked to people that watched, if you just look at the stats, it absolutely does not look like a close game at at all, um, eight shots on goal for Bayern, 17 in total, one shot on goal for Tigres, three in total, um, I don't, I don't know how you can look at that and not say that Bayern wasn't the more dominant team, and even on the pitch, Bayern looked like the more dominant team, play in the first half, there was a lot of great pressure on the wings, a lot of great movement from Alfonso Davies, I, uh, I got reminded of his game against Barcelona watching the game today. He did a fantastic job on the wings. Um, Sané was mostly working in that central attacking midfield role that would normally be occupied by Thomas Müller. Uh, I think he did passable. I think he did okay. Uh, He had a very open header chance that he just skied over the bar that I was I was uh, I was a little uh, angry about uh, Davies had a pretty open shot at goal that he decided to pass up. And for that, I'm kind of sad. I think he should absolutely have taken that shot. But all of that being said, it was a great game. I, I want to give Tigres a lot of credit here because uh, in my interview with Cesar Hernandez, uh, I didn't say it out loud. But I was listening to how he was describing this team, and I was saying, wow, this team sounds a lot like Bayern in the way that they move, in the way that they attack, in the way that they set their team up. And both teams looked pretty similar in the way that they built up their attack. So I think they did a great job. I think uh, Nahuel Guzman fully... Deserves to be the MVP of this game. He had eight saves this game. He did fantastic. He did a great, great job. Despite letting in one goal, he let in two goals all tournament. He only let in one goal against Hyundai. He let in one against Bayern, and he didn't let any in against Palmeiras. So I think Guzman deserves a lot of credit he's been he'd been having a fantastic game uh other players that had a fantastic game from my point of view uh Nicolas Sula did a fantastic job uh filling in at what would normally be Boateng's position at right center back um Andre Pierre Gignac seemed like he was doing really well moving up the field uh he, I know he's in his mid going on to late 30s but He seemed to do pretty well running up and down the field. I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, And just in general, I thought this was a great, great game. It was a close game. It was close to the end. Tigres had a lot of attacking opportunities, including one in the late 80th minute where uh, Zignac almost landed this, like, sideways bicycle kick to get a goal on Neuer, but he just barely missed timed his, uh, his jump and his swing at the ball. Um, I'd even say for the most part, Reyes and Salcedo had a fantastic game, uh, at the center back positions. They did pretty well also. Uh, even late in the game, Douglas Costa had a couple of really good opportunities on goal, um, So I think all around, this was a very fun game that should not have happened because of uh, Thomas Miller getting contact uh, with COVID and therefore due to his importance with the team having everybody else get COVID. But uh, I shouldn't expect much different from FIFA uh, than I would normally get in World Cups and with all of that being said um i'm i'm glad that byron won <laughs> i don't i don't want that to be uh taken away, taken away from this podcast i'm glad that byron won i just think that um in a time of a worldwide pandemic that maybe we should be protecting players as opposed to fixtures but That's just my opinion, and nobody asks me for what my opinion is. So, with all that being said, thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. Follow us on Twitter, at BavarianFBWorks. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jefferson Fenner. And until next time, which might be Sunday or Saturday, when we preview... Bayern's Monday match against Armenia Bielefeld. We will see you all later. Auf Wiedersehen.